Hello everyone, this is Bola Shokumbi, founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on today's episode, my guest is Ashley Patrick, and she's going to be sharing how she went from an incredibly costly 401k loan to paying off over $45,000 of debt in 17 months. And a little bit more about Ashley. So Ashley is the founder of Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset podcast. She helps families eliminate debt using simple strategies so that they can stress less and live the life they want. And as part of that $45,000 that Ashley paid off, $25,000 of it was her student loans, which she paid off in just 10 months. Ashley has been featured on Fox Business, Yahoo Finance, USA Today, MSN, CNBC, NerdWallet, and many other outlets. And so on this episode, we discuss the 401k that cost her and her husband almost a million dollars based on their retirement age calculations, how she paid off that $45,000 in 17 months, exactly how she did it, her biggest lessons from both experiences, so getting into that 401k loan disaster and then successfully paying off five figures in debt. And she also shares the advice she would give anyone who has made similar money mistakes as well as her next major financial goals and more. But before we get into the episode, if it's been a while since you stopped by Clever Girl Finance, head on over. We have new content on the blog every single week. We have a variety of personal finance courses to help you as you work on achieving your financial wellness. And one great benefit of becoming a course member is you also get access to schedule one-on-one calls with our Clever Girl Finance mentors who are there to support and guide you as you work on achieving your financial goals. And if you are new to this podcast, welcome. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you have not yet subscribed, please head over to wherever you listen to your podcast and hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, your girlfriends about the Clever Girls Know podcast and be sure to leave a review if you're loving this podcast. And finally, if you haven't yet picked up a copy of my best-selling book, Clever Girl Finance, Ditch Debt, Save Money, and Build Real Wealth, you can get a copy everywhere books are sold and also in audio and ebook versions as well. So now let's get into this episode with Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Welcome to the Clever Girls Note Podcast. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you here to talk about your money story. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for this opportunity. (laughs) Yes. And you and I met because you, well, basically through the FinCon community and you've done some amazing writing for Clever Girl Finance. And so I'm really excited to have you come on here to share your money story. Um, You know, when we kind of like think about who's creating content for our platform. We always want people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. <laughs> so I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what you do. So in addition I'm, to being an amazing writer. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm Ashley Patrick with Budgets Made Easy. And I also recently started my own podcast, The Money Mindset Podcast. And Yay. so I've got both of those things. It's been so exciting, so fun uh, to do a podcast also. Um, so I help families eliminate debt using simple strategies so they can stress less and live the life they want. So that is my mission with my blog and my podcast. Um, so my story goes back to... To, um, paying off debt. So I paid off $45,000 in 17 months. 
I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, And so that's really where my journey started. And so once people started seeing how excited I was about paying off debt, they got excited too. And were asking me, you know, a lot of the same questions. So that's uh, why I started my blog was to kind of help guide other people to debt freedom as well, because it's great. (laughs) You get to stress less and live the life you want. You know, I was able to quit my job. Uh, I was a police officer for 10 years, detective most of that time. So it gave me the freedom to choose to leave a very stressful job that I just um, didn't want to do anymore. And so it gives you options. Uh, And so that's really what I want for people because debt just suffocates you. It makes you you are, you don't have as many options. And so that's what I want for people is to be able to live the life they want and how, whatever that means to them and be able to do what they want. That's really, really important. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that you kind of said the perspective, you know, you were earning a police officer salary, but you still were able to pay off $45,000 in 17 months, which is incredible. And we'll get to that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But before we talk about that major success and everything that came after that, you have had your fair share, like we all have, of financial mistakes. Oh, yeah. And um, (laughs) one of your big mistakes was taking out a 401k loan that when you ran the numbers and you calculated what the loan cost you, it cost you close to a million dollars based on when you would want to retire. Mm -hmm. Right. So what was the decision process to taking this loan? What happened? Where were you? Why did you have to take this 401k loan? And what did you learn in retrospect? Oh gosh, it learned I learned a lot. Um this is really what where my journey kind of started with changing our mindset around money and our finances. So we had just moved into our dream home, uh but it didn't have a very good layout and we got pregnant with our second child shortly after. And so the house was basically like the main part of the house was a very, very small two bedroom, but it had a separate in-law suite. So it had a a separate bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, living room, everything. And so we needed to um, connect the in-law suite to the rest of the house so that we could have another bedroom um, and have a functional space where it was all tied in because the in-law suite, like you couldn't get to it from the main house. You had to go outside or through the garage. And so that just wasn't going to work with two small children. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we talked to some people that we thought were financially savvy that my husband worked with. You know, they seemed like they were doing everything right. And they said, you know, take out a 401k loan. You're paying yourself back. It's low interest. It's low risk. You know, this is your best option. And so after we thought about it, we decided that this would probably be our best option. So we took out $25,000 to do the remodel, which I didn't realize at the time that they actually take it out of your 401k. Like I thought it was just a loan with the 401k as collateral. So I really didn't understand what what it was and what I was doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like panicked when I, because I thought, oh my gosh, they took money out. Like I want to pay all these uh, fees and taxes and all this stuff. And so I call them and they're like, no, that you take it out. And so, you know, you're losing compound interest as you pay the loan back too, because the money's not in the market, which I didn't realize at the time. And then we had our, we finished the remodel, had our second child. I go back to work for maternity leave. Now keep in mind, I'm a detective at this time, so I'm not making a ton of money. And I come home and my husband tells me he lost his job. 
Oh no. So, yeah. So I panic. Uh, and then I, you know, I run the numbers, he got a severance package. So we were able to make do, but you know, without that severance package, like I couldn't pay all of our bills. Like I couldn't pay the mortgage based on just my salary. So, um, thankfully he was able to get that and that got us through until he got another job. But we got a letter in the mail saying we had 60 days to pay back this 401k loan. <laughs> Uh, which, you know, we had just taken it out. So I think it was down to around $20,000 at this point. So obviously we didn't have $20,000. We spent the money and my husband didn't have a job. So how the heck am I going to repay this? Uh, so we weren't <laughs> able to repay it. And then the next year on our taxes, we got hit really, really hard. Uh, that penalty and income yes. tax on the, uh, on the amount of the loan. So it's like uh -huh. the... 20, 30% plus an extra 10%. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hurts. So we went from, cause I ran the numbers like without that money and we should have got like $4,000 back. And then whenever I put that in, we ended up owing like over 6,000. So it costs us like 50% wow. of the loan. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> ridiculous. So obviously if I would have known like the Th those repercussions right away, I would have at least tried a little bit harder to figure something out. Um, even though I don't think, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to get another loan for $20,000 at that point without my husband having a job, but I like to think I would have done something differently. <laughs> uh, so yeah. And we were in our twenties whenever we did that. So whenever I run the numbers to retire in our sixties, just compound interest from $25,000 is almost a million dollars. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> over we that time, so over those 40 years, right? Oh yeah, my gosh. Because we were really young when we did it. And, you know, as you know, compound interest, like over time, it just goes crazy and it builds and builds and builds. And so, yep. yeah, so that loan costs us a lot of money. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you live and you learn, right? And exactly. you know, I'm glad that you're able to laugh about it because if you don't, like, you'll be crying tears. Like, if I think about my money mistakes, I will be crying tears, which I've shared many of them on this podcast. It's like, you take the lessons, you figure out what you did wrong and what to do right. And then it becomes a story you tell that can help other people. So, exactly. you know, so for anyone who's like, why are you laughing? It's not funny. It isn't funny. No, <laughs> no, it's not. But it's like, but, oh, what else are you going to do but laugh exactly. about it, right? Like, I can't do anything else about it. So, and, so yeah. <laughs> and the 401k loan is one that I get asked about all the time. People mm -hmm. are like, well, should I just cash out my 401k? to pay off my debt. I need the money. You know, I'm a little tight. And that's like your last resort, last, last bottom of the list. I'm in complete desperation mode because like you said, you know, number one, if you get laid off, you lose a job or you quit the job, you know, for most 401k plans, it's the loan is payable is required to be paid within 60 days, mm -hmm. right? And then there is a tax implication because then it becomes an early withdrawal, no longer a loan. And then you have to pay not just your income tax, but then the penalty. And then there's the opportunity cost mm -hmm. of time for right. where this money would have been growing. You know, you took it out, it became a loan and then it's gone. And then it's just that missed window where it could have been compounding and growing and building even more wealth for you. So 401k loans sound attractive. Some people will sound really educated, like, you know, your friends when they talk to you about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it comes at a massive cost, you know, time, opportunity costs, and um, you're going to pay for mm -hmm. it in fees and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, very, very bottom desperation mode. 
And get a second job. Yeah, exactly. Hustle. <laughs> yes. And you don't know, do it. Yeah, exactly. And you're stuck at your job. So you don't have options. So even if like you don't lose your job, but you want to just leave your job and go somewhere else, you're stuck. Like you yeah. can't until you pay it off. So you have to come up with the money or stay where you're at. So it just, it's missed opportunity for that as well. So it's just crazy because it just makes you stuck to a job. <laughs> yep, exactly. It, it, it limits your options, mm-hmm, right? You exactly. Because you're going to be held held up to this huge loan you have to pay back with income tax, with a penalty, just, you know, like, so just, you know, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just don't do it. Never, 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 never. <laughs> so <laughs> learning from those mistakes, you then went on to pay off over $45,000 in 17 months. So what was the trigger? What was your enough is enough moment? Um, It wasn't that, I know for sure that it wasn't that you got like a windfall of money because you were working as a police officer, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, (laughs) if I did, about that. (laughs) So when we owed all this money to the IRS for this 401k loan, I knew I didn't want to pay the IRS and, you know, owe money to them. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I used a 0% interest credit card for 18 months and paid the IRS. Well, then the next month when I got that bill, I was like, how the heck am I going to pay this off in 18 months? Like I didn't have a plan. I didn't think I could do it. I, you know, I looked at our budget. I'm like, how am I going to pay off? I think it was around $6,000. Um, we paid a little bit of it, um, out of our savings, but we didn't want to use all of our savings, you know, in case my husband lost his job again. <laughs> so and definitely not another 401k loan. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I put it on the credit card and then I was like, how the heck am I going to pay this off? So then I started searching debt payoff plans and came across Dave Ramsey and the debt snowball. And that is, I read that book in like two days. Uh, the total money maker is the book that I read like super fast. And I was just like inspired. And I was like, I got it. I don't want debt. I got to get this out of my life. And so that's where it started. And we made slow change. Like we made changes as we went. It wasn't like I just did everything all at once. You know, we started with that credit card because, you know, it was $45,000, but I only had like, to me, I didn't realize I had that much debt because we had the credit card. We had one car loan. That was it. The, our other vehicles were paid off. And and then my one student loan, like everything else was already paid. So we didn't feel like we were in that bad of financial shape because we felt like we had always made good decisions overall, like besides 401k loan, obviously, but <laughs> generally speaking, we made pretty good decisions. We had a good credit score, but then when you total up the debt for those, just those three things, it was $45,000. <laughs> wow. I'm like, how did that happen? Like, where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> So then we just got to work on paying that off. And so we paid off that credit card first. So I didn't know how I was going to pay that one credit card off in 18 months. And I paid off all of our debt in 17 months. So wow. it was pretty, like, it got pretty intense there at the end. And I always joke <laughs> about like toward the end, you know, it was like, if I didn't have to buy something, I didn't buy it till after we were debt free. And I remember my husband saying, when we're debt free, can we buy shaving cream again? <laughs> What did you make him use? Oh my God. Soap. Soap. Oil. (laughs) I mean, that's how intense I got there at the end. Cause I was like, I want this out of my life and needs to go away. So, but you know, I wasn't that intense the entire time. Cause that'd be hard to maintain. So it was just slow changes. And then there at the end, it was like, okay, anything we can do, this has got to (laughs) go. 
<laughs> so I just always laughing and tell that story. <laughs> you know, there's one thing that you said that I really love. Um, well, two things. Number one, you said the intention to figure out how to get rid of your debt. And it, it was a small thing. And it was picking up a book, a personal finance book, right? That really mm-hmm. got your brain churning, which is sometimes people think that when it comes to dealing with massive debts, you have to do something massive. But sometimes it's just a little small mm-hmm. thing um, that you do that can make all the difference and just change your perspective, your mindset. Because I strongly believe that when it comes to accomplishing anything major, paying off debt, saving money, investing, building a massive business, any of those things, it starts with your intention, even relationships, mm-hmm. having successful relationships. You have to, in your 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 head, be ready um, and prepare yourself to go into the process. And then the second thing that you said that I really loved was you said at the beginning of the 18 months, you didn't know how you're going to pay it off, but you paid it off in 17 months. And that basically was you saying that despite the fact that you didn't know how you were going to pay it off, you still took the little steps, the little actions, not buying shaving cream every day. Those little steps that led you up to the point where you're like, oh my God, I can look back and I paid this off a month earlier than my goal. That is amazing. I think a lot of people feel like they have to know what's going to happen or they can't do it. Like, I don't make six figures. I don't make X amount of money. So there's no way that I can pay off that debt in 18 months. But that's not what it's about. You don't have to know all the answers. You have to start. And that's what you did, which is incredible. Yeah, you're exactly right. You just have to start and just start making small changes. And then it just snows, snowballs into bigger and bigger changes and changing your mindset. And it just happens because you just start changing the way you think about debt and money and how you manage it. Exactly. So given, you know, your experience with the big financial failure, the finance, the 401k loan that turned into like this big disaster, and then the big success of paying off your debt and opening doors and creating options for yourself, what are your biggest takeaways um, from both experiences about, you know, just for you and your husband, who you are, potential like how did you how did you feel like in retrospect what did you like what are the lessons um well number one is we have agreed not to do any more debt so like that's the big thing for us is we don't want to have debt again it's just so limiting it limits our options um and it, we're not able to do what we want to do with our life if we had debt. So because I was able to pay off my debt, I was able to stay at home with my kids and build my business. And I wouldn't have been able to do that. So it really just gives you options and opportunities. So that is something that we have decided not to do in the future um, is to take on debt. And then, of course, I love that. you know, <laughs> no 401k loans. We have <laughs> Well, and it is a choice. I mean, we could easily just go to the bank and get a loan if we wanted to get something. So it is, you know, you do have to like make that decision. No more debt. Because uh, it is tempting. Like, you know, he, he'll he start looking for a new truck or something. And it's like, mm, yeah, we, we can't do that. Like, <laughs> we can't get a new truck right now. And so it's really changing your mindset and just deciding that you don't want to live that life anymore. Uh, and I'd say that that's the big ex- you know, takeaway is debt really limits your opportunities with what you can do with your life. And so once you get that out of there, you have so many more options. Yeah, because once you have paid off the debt, let's say you have this monthly debt payment of X amount of money. Once that debt is gone, that's all that money you have freed up that you can now Mm -hmm. put to work for you. You can invest it so you can start 
being an employee for you instead of you being the employee to the interest you can mm-hmm. use it to pursue your dreams like you had the option of being able to stay at home right it wasn't because exactly. the money fell from the sky yeah because you were intentional with your finances and it's you know the behavior the mindset makes all the difference and sometimes people don't value the small things the small things are the things that move the needle it's never going to be one big whoosh Mm-hmm. I'm debt free or I've saved yeah. a million dollars. It's those little, 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 tiny little things. Um, so I did a, just sidebar, I did a, <laughs> uh, some event and we were having a conversation about finances. And during the conversation, I talked about, well, one of the things I do, because for those of you who listen to this podcast for a long time, you know that like my grocery budget is always my, is my biggest area of just like stress in my life. Um, <laughs> same here, same. <laughs> I, I always blow that budget. So anyway, I talked about, you know, like just how I manage, like renting myself in with my grocery budget. And I talked about Return and groceries, right? I can mm-hmm. return spoiled fruits, like spoiled vegetables, things that just aren't that great. And I can, or I can return like packaged foods that I'm just not going to use. I have done that and I get my money back and I may get $5 back or $3 back or like $17 back. And it seems like a small amount, but that small amount helps me go back into the black with my budget. Right. And I can put that money into something like buying stocks for my kids. And it seems like small and pointless, but it's so small things. Right. Because every day, you know, every time I make like random returns like that, I will put the money in my kids accounts and their accounts are growing from those small amounts. And they're learning about money. They're learning about investing. And it's just like it may not seem like anything, but it's something. So don't ever minimize the tiniest progress that you can make. But it's because it still counts towards your big picture. I love that. Most people wouldn't, you know, don't return food. You know, they would just throw it away. So that is awesome that you're so intentional about that. I didn't even realize, (laughs) I didn't realize you could do that until one day I was at the grocery store and I had bought a box of strawberries. And while we were checking through, I, the guy had scanned the strawberries. Well, I'd already paid. And as I was packing the bag, I just noticed that I turned the box over and I noticed that the back of it was all bad. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. the, can I switch these? He's like, oh, you can just go return these. You can return anything. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, <laughs> say what now? <laughs> I can return groceries. <laughs> I <Listen>. have <laughs> Take half of this back. I want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially like if it, like, I think I have like maybe once or twice returned meat that went bad too quickly, like turned brown or something. But I, yep. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> especially when you're buying that expensive organic stuff. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen to me. This I'm that mom in the I'm that mom in the grocery store that has my kids hanging off the bottom of my dress, rolling around, and I'm at customer service saying, "Listen, <laughs> take this now. This cost me way too much money." <laughs> and like, ma'am, you want to get your kids? It's just <laughs> like, no, I want my money. I want my <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, let's get back on track. <laughs> so, um, I'm so glad that we can laugh about this because honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what advice would you give to anyone who's listening that they've made similar money mistakes? They've taken the 401k loan. It's water under the bridge. They've done that. They've been hit with a penalty. They have the debt or they're trying to pay back the loan or they've taken like multiple 401k loans, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's done, right? Mm-hmm. It's time to move forward, time to stop looking back, take the lessons. What advice would you give to that person as to just 
adjusting the mindset, getting to the point where you are now that you can look back and actually laugh about this? Uh, well, to not do it again, <laughs> you know, stop that cycle, stop get, it. It, yeah, get it paid off as fast as you can. I think of it kind of like owing uh, the IRS money because, you know, if you lose your job or want to change jobs, you will owe the IRS money. So think of it like that and get it out of your life as fast as you can. Cause that's like one thing you don't want to do is owe the government money. And so just Get it done and then don't don't even think of it as an option. Um, you know, it's not a good loan. Uh, you just don't do it. <laughs> just yeah. stop doing it and uh, get it paid off as fast as you can. And then, you know, if you, if you have to take out another loan, and I mean have to, find another option. Don't do the 401k loan because it just ties you to your job. It limits your opportunities and it's just not it's not a good loan like people say that it is. Yeah. And if you've gone to the point where you, you know, you're paying on the debt, you are earning money. This is a great time to start bulking up those emergency funds, that sinking fund. Um, so emergency fund, emergency fund for those unplanned expenses that you can't predict and your sinking mm-hmm. fund for those expenses that you know are coming up like a car repair, like plane ticket, like a roof, roof repair, whatever it might be. That way, when you find yourself in that position where you desperately need money, you have money as your backup. Right? Exactly. That you can rely on, right? And there's this idea that, well, I'll just have my credit card just in case. And yes, the credit card is, you know, money that you can use to pay for stuff and you will pay interest. Many people will say my credit card is my emergency fund, but you know, save yourself, save yourself that money and instead create a plan. That way you know that when you have to tap into it, you're doing it guilt-free. You're doing it without the burden of additional interest that gets compounded and keeps you stuck in this cycle of never being able to pay off, pay off debt, especially if you're just coming out of this situation where you just paid off all this debt. And then because you had some life mishap, you end up having to use this credit card and it puts you right back into the cycle. So while you can, while you have the resources, while you're able to start bulking up your accounts, this way you have your own kind of buffer to help you get past situations. Yes, exactly. So now that you have paid off this five-figure debt, um, what are your next financial goals? What are the things that you guys are working towards? Uh, Well, we're investing for retirement and we are investing for our kids' college funds and building my business. So we're not saving maybe as much into those accounts as we would like to ideally, um, but we're taking that money, some of that money and investing it into my business as I grow as well in the hopes that it'll, you know, bring in more revenue so that we can invest more um, in the future. But we're not, you know, completely out of the market or anything like that. It's just uh, we're taking some of the money that we could be investing into the stock market and investing in the business instead. So um, those are our, that's mainly what we're working on at the moment. So you're diversifying your income streams, right? So, you know, Mm -hmm. investing in stock market is one because you're going to get income from dividends and compounding and then you're investing in business which is amazing because there's no cap to what you can earn and then you can take that money you earn and put it back into other types of investments so that's Mm -hmm. awesome thanks and given the well I can already tell you're super motivated especially since (laughs) you did not let your husband buy shaving cream (laughs) but aside from that (laughs) in what other ways do you stay focused now that you have this big goal of building your business building your investment accounts how are you keeping your focus focused and not getting sidetracked by the you know other things other shiny things Oh gosh, it is. I would say it's a little bit harder to stay focused now. Like whenever I was paying off debt, like 
you know, the focus was all about that. And now, you know, we have all these other things that we need to save for. And so it gets a little bit harder, I'd say. Um, but I'm a very visual person. So I make a lot of visuals. Um, and so I have visuals of like savings charts. And then, you know, in my office, I have all these visuals of uh, things that I'm working on and things I need to do. And, um, you know, I've hired a business coach to help me with my business, which has been amazing. So just like, um, you know, a business coach, a finance coach can help you as well. I mean, it just helps you stay focused and know that you're not wasting time on the wrong things. So I think of it kind of the same way, um, you know, just like with your community and your coaching that you do, um, you know, it just helps you stay focused on the right things. Um, so that has helped me a lot. That's awesome. And getting the resources to support you to be your circle of influence, like business coach, et cetera, is really key, especially when you're trying to get to that next level. Um, it's, it's definitely worthwhile to have people who have been there who know how to do it to support you and guide you. I'm, I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So as we start to wind down, I want to know what is your favorite finance or business book? Oh gosh, business. See, I read so many business books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite finance book, because it really just, it started me on this journey was The Total Money Makeover. Um, and then business book, I read so many, so I love them. Hang on one second. Um, the one that I just read was The Monk and the Merchant, and it was really good. It's a very quick read. Um, and then, oh, and the last one I just read, actually, it was a lot quicker. And I just, like, I was highlighting it and marking pages and everything was uh, building, let's Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Great business book. Oh, um, I listened to his podcast. Oh, yes. I love it. I didn't his know he had a book. Too. I have to check it out. Yes, because it, um, you know, I've heard all the same like concepts before from other business people and bloggers and things, but the way he explained it just really clicked because he explains it like a visual story, I guess. And so it just, with my brain, it just finally clicked. <laughs> and so I really, really love that book. And I read it in like three, four hours. Like it's a really quick. Oh, read. wow. Yeah. So I'll be sure to put all those links in the show notes for those of you listening and that want to check out the books. Um, and then finally, Ashley, well, almost finally, um, <laughs> what is your Clever Girl superpower? Oh my gosh, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, to stay motivated, like to cheer people on. I love um, helping people achieve their goals. I love like being somebody's cheerleader. So I guess that could be my superpower. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I love that. So thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. And before you go, I'd love for you to just remind folks where they can keep up with you, keep in touch, learn more about you. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And my website is budgetsmadeeasy.com. All of my social, I love Instagram. So I, I'm big on Instagram is Budgets Made Easy. Um, the podcast is The Money Mindset Podcast. So that's how you can reach me. Everything is on my website though. If you go to budgetsmadeeasy.com, all the links are there as well. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include that in the show notes. So thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode with Ashley as she shared her big financial mistake and also her major financial recovery and success. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast everywhere that you listen to your podcast. So iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, 
Google Play. And if you love what you're listening to on the podcast, head over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Be sure to stop by clevergirlfinance.com, check out our amazing courses on a variety of personal finance topics, schedule some time with our mentors so that you can get that one-on-one accountability that you need, and be sure to pick up a copy of the Clever Girl Finance book available everywhere books are sold and also as an audio and ebook as well. Thank you guys so much for listening.